Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to episode 111 of Two Drunk Brothers Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And before we dive into the content of this episode, first of all, I just want to preface this, preface this by saying this is a very free-flowing, fun episode. We tried to get a guest on to talk about like NHL NHL betting for this week. It's no one's schedules aligned, so we're just deciding to do like a little free free balling, um, like Travis used to do when he was a kid, free balling um episode yeah no one to our gang <laughs> um we're it's, we're gonna keep it pretty light pretty fun um but before we do that let's talk about um our affiliates again like always view the link in bio um if you're looking to bet use bravado they'll match your first deposit of 250 dollars if you want a kong beer bong i think they still got the buy two get one free promotion going on we're gonna be doing some kongs in florida next week so that'll be fun and then always check out the blue coolers they had a President's Day sale. It's pretty good. Their summer bundles are a good deal. So check all that shit out, link in bio. With that being said, let's kick off the show with some, with some somber news. Or, or, yeah, I was going to say, let's start off with the sad stuff first. Uh, and that sad shit is Vincent Jackson, the wide receiver for the um, old San Diego Chargers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, passed away at age 38 on Monday. Uh, and a lot of you newer football fans probably honestly don't know who Vincent Jackson is. And like the name might not ring a bell at first, but then when you like start thinking about it, like I loved Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson was like cooking around the time that I started coming in fantasy football. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at Vincent Jackson's career and he came in the league in 05 when he was a rookie, didn't play a ton. But what's amazing to me is you look at, and like we're not going to talk about how he died. We're talking about what how he was as a player and a person, because um, it was very sad him dying at 38. But I mean, look at it, and I'm sure all of our Chiefs fans that listen to this podcast can know he probably tormented you guys because the dude after his rookie year in the league, he played 16 games every year except for 09, where he played 15 games. 2010 he got hurt, played five, and then in 2015 he played not 10, and in 2016 his last year in the league he played five. So the dude like his, was a journey. He, he was phenomenal. Like his stint from 2008 uh, up until 2014, he had a thousand yards uh, in every single one of those seasons, except for 2010 when he only played five games because he got hurt. Outside of that, he averaged around seven to nine touchdowns a game or a season. Like he was a he was a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and he also holds the Buccaneers franchise record for receiving yards in a game at 216. Has that been broken? That seems like it's low with Mike Evans on the team. Um, I have, honestly have no idea. He also has the longest reception in Tampa Bay history with 95 yards. Um, TD reception that is in a game against the saints. But what I thought was cool about um, Vincent Jackson, I was reading up on him today. Again, I didn't want to read about any of the sad shit. He was, I believe, where was it at? He, cause he went to Northern Colorado for college. Um, and he was the second round pick. Where did I find this at? I saw it somewhere. He was, he is the highest draft pick ever by a Northern Colorado football player in the second round, 61st overall. Yeah. I didn't even know Northern Colorado had a football team. I know I, the name and like I can envision the logo. They're like yellow and blue, mm-hmm. betting on them on college basketball. But I didn't know they had a football program. Yeah, but he, for those of you who didn't get to watch him play when he was like really good, honestly, remind me a lot, especially with the Chargers, of kind of like a a Keenan Allen yep. type player. 
Yeah, dude, him and how he was. Him and Phil Rivers were definitely the uh, the match to be forced to be reckoned with back in the day. Um, some other cool stuff that I was reading about him. Um, he's a military kid. Both his parents grew up in the armed forces. And what this, I thought this was cool. When he went to the Bucks, he sponsored military families to come to the games every single Sunday um, throughout his career with, with Tampa Bay. And he had started this thing called the Jackson in Action front row fan section at Raymond James Stadium, where he would sponsor a family to come and sit in the front row at Tampa Bay Buccaneers games. So not only was a great player, sounded like a really, really good all around guy. Um, you know, like as soon as we get, we heard the news, I was like, damn, like that sucks. Cause I remember watching him play pretty much from his rookie year on. And the dude was an absolute animal on the, on the football field. Yeah, he was good. And looking over at my uh, 2011 fantasy football champion flag I have. And I'm, cause I remember I always like had to have Vincent Jackson on my team when I first started playing fantasy football and looking at his 2011 year, it's whenever he tied his career high for most touchdowns at 1100 yards. So I'm sure he was on my team, but all around, I mean, great football player ended up with 9,000 career yards and um, 57 touchdowns. So pretty solid, pretty solid, solid player from him. It is. And one thing I just read, he also started and played for Northern Colorado in basketball as well. So dual sport athlete. Yeah, 6'5", 230 pounds. I can't imagine uh, not being a pretty good uh, football player or basketball player either. Yeah, so we definitely just want to lead off, lead off the show with that. Rest in peace to Vincent Jackson. Um, hope his family is, you know, prayer, prayers, thoughts and prayers go out to them. Our 38 super young. Um, so we just wanted to touch on that. But with that being said, let's move on to weekend stuff. We're going to talk about UFC 258. And to be honest with you guys, I'll be – one one thousand percent transparent i didn't watch a lick of it so i watched um the entire main card and it was very like very disappointing in terms of a pay-per-view card like i i'm I'm not sure the numbers didn't even bother looking at the numbers but they, they had to have they been. didn't do great it was the lowest pay-per-view yeah. buy since i think ufc 103 this was what i was what i read had to have been low there wasn't really a real any good names on it uh, just to recap, there were I thought there were only two good fights on it. It was the first one and the last one. Yeah, uh, the Mark Julian Marquez and Maki Patolo fight that we had talked about, um, <laughs> super silly. We I bet the uh, over and Jarrett had Patolo. Patolo was winning the entire fight up until the last fifty seconds of the third round, and he got submitted because he was an idiot. Basically, put himself in a dumb position and lost. Uh, all the other three fights, super boring, uneventful. And then the Usman fight actually was pretty like action packed. It was a very non Usman esque fight. Like it was Gilbert Burns dominated the first round and then just stopped after that, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did, I'm not saying I didn't watch it live. I did catch highlights and stuff like that. Um, and, I mean, Burns burnt. I mean, I'm not saying he burnt himself out, but I think that was Usman's play from the get go was to let him come out, come out flurrying like the, like he did, and then just take over after that. And Burns didn't stand a chance. Um, for him, everyone's saying that he's the next in that division. I'm calling bullshit. I mean, he beat Tyron Woodley and a few other guys, but not he. I'm not saying he didn't deserve the. I title he shot. jumped up too fast. He like got bumped up there way too quickly. Yeah, he. Definitely climb the ranks very, very fast. I mean, Usman is by, I mean, as much as you don't like the guy, he can turn it on when he needs to, and he can play the long game when he needs to, which is what he did against Masvidal. He knew Masvidal had knockout power, kept his distance, um, and with Burns, he decided to go at it because they had been teammates. So, But with everyone comparing him to George St. Pierre, y'all need to fucking pump the brakes because he's not even close to that yet. So I was, I was looking, I was just watching him during the fight, like looking at him out of the ring, watching him like after the fight and all of the pictures of him during the fight. And it would not surprise me if the uh, USADA caught him for doing something illegal. Cause the dude is like 
abnormally shredded. People are saying um, he's definitely on like EPO, like Dillashaw. Um, Dillashaw got bust. What Dillashaw got bust for basically like the performance enhancing drug that not only increases your strength but also increases your cardio and stamina to where you basically don't get tired. Um, a lot of people on Twitter I saw were claiming. I'm not. I mean, not saying that we're we're getting behind that, but I mean, I mean, I I kind of I kind of am. I think that he just by looking at him, like I get you know people can be shredded and people can be jacked but the dude is just an, an absolute freak of nature and it i don't know it, i just think that there might be something behind behind the scenes there not just because he won and i don't like him just by just looking at him and watching the way he fights yeah i mean we'll see what comes i mean people always get caught dillashaw did it for a little bit before he got caught um because i'm sure when dillashaw got caught that wasn't the only fight he had done it in um epo is the real thing so I, I did, before we move on, I did, uh, I lost a little bit of respect for Gilbert Burns because after he got knocked out, he was crying. He was just bawling his eyes yeah. out like a big old ball bag, dude. Like, what like, what a pussy. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, a, you're literally <laughs> fighting. Like, if you, if you have just gone through something traumatic in your life and then lost that fight, cool, cry. But the fact that you just got up there and like you're not like you're still going to be the number one contender or, or or like up there. So I saw that and I don't know. And like everyone's likes to call out Colby Covington for being like a playing up, you know, his his persona. Fucking Usman's getting right up there with it, too, man. He's starting to church that and, and like try to like call people out and him calling out Masvidal. Man, that's yeah, the that, softest thing ever. That is not the fight to make, which is kind of what I wanted to bring into my next point. Um, that is not the fight to make. The only fight to make with Kamar Usman is Colby Covington because he's the yeah. only guy who has given Usman legitimate trouble. And I, you could argue that if Covington didn't get his fucking jaw broken, which shout out to Kamar Usman. He, he punched him hard enough, broke his jaw. If, if Covington does, does break his jaw in the last half of that fifth round, there's a very good possibility that if that goes decision, Covington wins. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that nobody could go that deep with with Usman, but I don't think it's yet to happen. Like that fight was was going to decision, and Covington lasted four and a half rounds with Usman, and uh, so happened that that the cards slowed the way they did. But Masvidal did. Masvidal did did go. Okay, yeah, but that was a whole totally different fight. Like he barely, I, he barely even got hit. It didn't even at the end of that fight. It didn't even look like there was a fight. All right, you know what I'm. Yeah. So since we're talking about welterweight, I got the rankings pulled up here, and I kind of want to just dive into the UFC because we we're going to do this last year, but with COVID, we didn't know like if the if the UFC was going to make it, which they did. If you're looking at the welterweight division, let's look at the top ten people, whatever, and see what are some matches make because. It's going to be a big topic of discussion. Obviously, we think Covington should get the next shot at Usman. I don't know if he will. Well, everyone's saying that if he deserves the next shot at Usman, then he needs to take on this fight with Leon Edwards. But I, I don't think he does. Like, why would you take a fight? There's nothing to prove. When, when, like, exactly. Yeah, why would you take a fight on short notice, risk losing just because, I mean, it's what? four weeks away three to four weeks away yeah so there's no point in him rushing to take that fight when he doesn't need to there's i don't blame him there's it. literally no incentive for him to do that because he doesn't have any reason to if anything he has even more reason to get a, another crack at the title because of what's happened recently kamaru has gone to be jorge masvidal he beat the shit out of gilbert burns covington is the only guy who's literally legitimately given him a shot so we think Covington Usman um, is the fight that should be made. Outside of that, I do think Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal should scrap. I think that would be a fun ass fight to watch. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Gilbert Burns, but with the f- how badly he just kind of got hurt in this last fight, you know, it's gonna be at least a year and a half for Gilbert Burns fights because that's the way he is. Um, so other than that, it's either Jorge or Wonder Boy. I think those are. I know they're lower than him, but Leon hasn't fought in two years. For him to make a comeback statement, if he beats one of those two guys, then he could maybe be in talks of fighting Covington or fighting for the belt. But until then, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Leon Edwards definitely needs another tune-up fight. 
they should just quit trying to make this fight with um, Hazmat Kamehav happen because it's not going to happen. Um, it's been scheduled and canceled three times. Other than that, I was, in the top ten, I'm looking at some guys. What do you think about our guys, Tyron Woodley and, and Neil Magny? Uh, I, I'm not sold on Neil Magny after his last fight. I think yeah. Neil Magny's on the down and out. So I I think maybe uh, Woodley and Chiesa or Woodley, because I, I know Woodley and Wonderboy have already fought, correct? And, and Damian Maya, yeah. And Damian Maya. So I think Woodley and Chiesa would be a good fight. I would. Seven and six in the welterweight division. So got a crowded division there, but that's our thoughts on it. Um, one more thing I wanted to do before we move on to the next thing we're going to talk about is let's just do a little rundown. Who do you think is going to hold the belt in each division at the end of 2021? I, I think this, this will be fun. Okay. Flyweight. Um, I don't see anyone beating Davison Figueredo. You don't? The dude's crazy. No. Okay. I really don't because the dude demolished Joseph Benavidez, and I don't think Brandon Moreno is going to challenge him for that belt this yeah. year anyway. So bantamweight, so flyweight. I think Davis and figure out if if they even keep the division. That's been something with the UFC for how long that they don't even know if they're going to keep that division. I think they should scrap it, make all these dudes go up to bantamweight, one thirty-five. But whatever, bantamweight's a very interesting one because I do not think Peter Yan's going to have that at the end of the year. Who did Peter Yan just beat in his last fight? He beat he beat Jose Aldo for the belt. I don't know. It really. I would really like to see how his fight with Sterling goes. Yeah. First, if he can beat Sterling, then I think he holds it. If not, then I think Corey Sanhagen. Yep. That's my pick. That's my pick. I think regardless of whoever wins that Sterling Yan fight, I think Corey Sanhagen is going to have that belt. That dude is electric. I think he just comes in there. He reminds me of when Cody Garbrandt was climbing to the top and when Cody Garbrandt finally got that belt. Now, granted, Cody Garbrandt's had a few setbacks. He did have to fight Dillashaw on EPO twice. But that's what Corey Sanhagen reminds me of. Just electric, not one, nor no no regard for anybody. So we both like Sanhagen to hold that. Featherweight, I also don't see this guy holding it at, at the end of the year. No, baby, Brian Ortega. That's you like Brian Ortega? I like, I like Zabit. No, dude, Brian Ortega, he, he had some time off, came back. If he can beat – this is another one of those instances where I think it depends on who wins this next fight. I don't think Zabit. I don't know if he'll even get a shot. At really? The the, if with the with the Ortega and Volkanovski fighting next month, it might be like closer to the end of the year. Yeah, because you're right. Because if Ortega does beat Volkanovski, do you think they get? They think they would that that would be Ortega Holloway too? I think for the for the belt then. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure uh, off the top of my head, just running through it. But I, I like Ortega, so I'm gonna say him. Yeah, not to I'm drag gonna, it on. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with, with Zabit. Let's go on to the lightweight. They still have Khabib on here. Obviously, he's not coming back. They're probably gonna. They should probably give it to Poirier. This is probably the toughest one up and down to who you think is gonna have the belt in the in the lightweight division. Nah, it's Poirier. No. I honestly don't think anyone can beat him other than, uh, and it might sound biased after one UFC fight, Michael Chandler, which he's yep. not going to get a title fight this year. I, w- I was going to say, if anyone's going to beat Poirier this year, it won't be Chandler. He won't get that shot. Oliviera maybe, but I'm not sold on him. So I'm going to lean Poirier, was, Poirier as well. I, I like this from Poirier, so I, I have no qualms saying that. It's not a very sexy pick, but I don't see anybody else holding that belt. Uh, Walter Wade, we already talked about it. Do you think anyone's going to take that belt from, from Usman? Not this year. No, I don't think so either. I, I really don't. Cause I honestly don't think Covington Usman happens this year. If he gets a shot. Yep. I don't think so either. So we're going to say Usman there. Middleweight's interesting too, because Adesanya is the belt holder. He's going up to fight Jan Blachowicz at light heavyweight. So if he's fighting light heavyweight, are they March, fighting at light heavyweight or are they fighting at catch weight? They're fighting at light heavyweight. He is going up to try to get that belt. So he wants to hold two. Are they going to strip him of that one if he doesn't come back down and defend it? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if he wins, like, do you see him realistically fighting and defending that belt in the next nine months after he fights in March? No, I don't. So, I mean, I think it's Not to go off track, but he's, I guess we'll talk about it in this next one. Uh, But 
I, I mean, he's not going to be able to give it up. So he's going to have to hold it. Yep, that's what I thought too. Light heavyweight, do you think Jan, real quickly, do you think Jan is the one at the end of the year? Regardless of what happens on Adesanya fight, I don't think Jan Blachowicz has his, has his belt at the end of the year. Oh, you don't? Dude, Jan Blachowicz is an, is an animal. He is. I love him, but I think I think what I've seen out of Tiago Santos, who fights on Saturday, by the way, or fights on the undercard of this card, I think, or the is one on the main card, I think Tiago Santos can make his way up there and get that. He's the one guy who scared me when he fought John Jones. Yeah, I knew you you were going to say that. Uh, I still think it's Jan. I don't – I mean, if if he can claim the belt and Tiago Santos doesn't – I don't know how to say this, but, like, I still think he's kind of recovering from his knee injury. Okay, that's probably true. That's, that's if Adesanya doesn't take it away from him, we'll see what happens there. We won't, don't want to spoil it too much. We do like Jan Blachowicz a lot on this podcast. And then lastly, the heavyweight division. Um, again, we don't want to give too much away, but Castipe and Francis are fighting in the, in the, at the end of March uh, for the heavyweight belt. But I like Stipe. I think he's probably one of the I, best heavyweights of all time. I love Stipe, but I just don't know if he's going to be able to beat Francis. He's already beat him once. He got knocked. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Francis has looked very dangerous lately. And Stipe got knocked out by Daniel Cormier which yeah. scares me. <laughs> so the one thing I will say about Francis, he has looked good, but his fight minutes are minuscule. Like he's like all of his fights have been 15, 20 seconds. And I know I've seen a lot of stuff on him, about how he throws a lot of his punches blindly. Yeah. And Stipe, I, Stipe. I would love to see Stipe hold it. I'm just going to go against the grain and say, St- uh, Francis and Ganu's hold it. Honestly, a bad one might not be Curtis blades. Cause that dude's an animal. That's what I was going to say. I like, even if Ngannou does win it, I don't think he holds it very long. Cause I do think blades can take it over. Cause honestly, this we weekend, it- Curtis blades fights Derek Lewis and he's going to tear him a new asshole. Yeah. But watch, we'll see. We'll get a whole classic. Um, Derek Lewis. Ooh, one, one, what the women's in the women's division, obviously no one's going to take the two belts from Nunez. Um, Wiley Zhang, she's in a pretty crowded division, the women's straw weight. She's got Rose and Joanna behind her. Do you think either of those can, can, can beat her? No, this lady's yeah. insane. Yeah, you're like right. For, for She's an insane small lady. Like Rose has, is very streaky and so is Joanna. So I don't think yeah. so. Cool. All right. Well, that's our run through of all the divisions. I don't think anyone's going to beat Valentini either, by the way. Yeah, definitely not. And then yeah. Amanda fights uh, on the card on the sixth, yep. right? Mm. She fights Maggie Anderson. Yes, she does. Yep. Who, so, where the hell is she at in the rankings? So they don't have featherweight rankings because they don't have enough fighters. Uh, so they're fighting at featherweight. They're fighting at big girl weight. Yep. Mm-hmm. What is that? 145? 145, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No one's beaten at that. No. If no you don't way. make a man Nunez cut weight, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. Yeah, no shit. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to run through that post UFC because UFC 258 was the, really the first card of the year that was for a title fight outside of McGregor Poirier, which really technically wasn't. So I was thinking it'd be kind of cool to run through that. Next topic of discussion, we're going to move on to. This fan-controlled football league, which if you guys don't know about it, it is a new league. I think it's seven-on-seven. I think from the highlights I saw. It's seven-on-seven. Yeah. So seven-on-seven football. Um, It's fan-controlled, so you get to call the plays, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. So (laughs) it's streamed on Twitch, 7v7, 50-yard field. Uh, There's no kicking or special teams. Games are one hour. No replay, no or no replay running clock, uh, hard hitting. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of fouls uh, called. And they want fouls? to say that fouls. They, You've been watching a lot of basketball. No penalties, Jesus. Um, but I and they they claim that fans have control of who calls the plays. I feel like their ads are a little bit misconstrued to a sense. Yeah, because this debuted last weekend. So you guys are hearing this. It's going to be February 17th. It debuted, I think, on last Saturday, the 13th or Friday night. And I saw Johnny Football, because Johnny Football does play for one of the teams. I can't remember which team he plays for. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, But there are, what, five teams, six teams? Four. Four teams, okay. 
Um, here, let me show, let me tell you really quick. One of them is owned by Quavo. The, One, uh, it's Quavo and Richard Sherman and destroying. Don't know who that is. Yeah, me neither. Um, and then another team is owned by Trevor May, who and Bob, Bob, Trevor, Ronnie. and Ronnie. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down... The likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Yeah, Ronnie 2K, Bob Mennery, so the guy who does those voiceovers. Okay. Yep. Uh, Trevor May, who is a, the pitcher for the Mets. Yep. It owns the Zappers team. Marshawn Lynch, Miro, and Renee Montgomery. Own Miro. The Miro. Miro. He's a wrestling guy. Okay. Would probably make sense then. And then uh, the Wild Aces are owned by Greg Miller, who's like Which, a. Who, hey. Did you know he's a Mizzou alum? Is he really? Yeah, he was a he was a he was an antler. Interesting. Yeah, so he's like a comedic guy. Jack Settleman, who's the creator of Snapback Sports, uh, it's like a sports based Snapchat. No idea what that is. And Austin Eckler. So yeah. four teams, but they claim like the fans control the plays and stuff, and it's really weird how it works. I was kind of trying to look into it. And it's like you have like a you start out with like a fan IQ, and like the I think it's like a voting process of how the plays get called. Like if you call the right play and it works or something, your fan IQ goes up or goes down if you call the wrong plays. And then you reach certain levels, and then so like people with certain the higher levels have more of a vote percentage than other players. Is how it works. It's really kind of confusing. So really, a bunch of different shit. You can't be some just Joe Blow and come in here and just like I want to throw a fucking hail mary every every goddamn play. Like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. You're going to have then your fan IQ. I mean, you're going to be able to still call plays, but your fan IQ is going to be down. So like, the effect on what you call is not going to really come into factor. So it's kind of an interesting concept because when you're watching the game. And if you have like a, if it, I, don't, I don't know if it's multiple choice or whatever, you have a certain amount of plays to choose from and you choose the right play and see it happen live in action. I think that would be kind of cool. Like, so the concept's really, really cool. I'm just not sure about, not sure about the implementation and it being on Twitch if it has any legs. It's definitely no XFL. Yeah, it's not. And like the way they try to make it out to be, so you go to it's fcf.io. Uh, if you want to look into it, they have like a bunch of different like tiers and how, like what all goes into it. I think they're making it a little bit more complicated than it probably needs to be. But the one cool thing that I saw is they're, they're uh, since they don't have kicking, their PATs are 1v1 matchups. Really? Yeah. It's like a quarterback and then a wide receiver in a corner. That's all it is. No shit. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. That is kind of cool. So um, fan control football, it's on Twitch. You guys want to check it out. Johnny Football is playing. Um, I don't know if you can bet on it. I don't think you can. I'm not I sure. highly doubt it. At any qualified sports, but anyway, Bavada, I love checking into that. But um, fan control football, I thought it was cool to touch on because, you know, football was our bread and butter. And, uh, you know, they're trying to do something different, trying to invigorate something into the game. Um, so that's fans football. Next thing we want to talk about is we want to talk about betting. Obviously this is a big betting podcast, some trends that we've noticed. Cause we've dabbled a lot in college basketball. 
since January. We lost a lot of money in January to try to figure out who we should and shouldn't bet on. We've kind of compiled the list. Should we should we tell the people the do not bet list? Uh, we can we can dive into it, or let's just say, yeah, I guess just go ahead. Maybe not rip them off, but well, there's some teams on here who I think will be in the tournament who should stay away from. Um, one of those yeah, being let's start, let's start with teams that might that are like tournament teams first. Okay, uh, Texas. Yeah, Texas is is definitely a no go. So I don't know what the record is against the spread, but I know we've bet on them a few times and they always just choke it away. Um, they, I, again, kind of reminds me of Mizzou. Poor coaching decisions. Shaka Smart's not good down the stretch. So definitely just want to see. Let me see what their record is against the spread. Texas is 7-11. and 11, So there you go. 7-11 and 11 against the spread. So... Um, yeah, definitely don't want to bet on them in the tournament come tournament time, so keep that in mind. Uh, another one that is on here that I think will be a tournament team, Clemson. Will they be a tournament team? Uh, probably. Yeah, I, I hate betting on Clemson. 9-8-1, and one, so technically probably breaking even if you're betting on them, but uh, always get burned. They, I feel like a lot of their wins have come against shitty teams. Yeah. Um, I don't like their, their betting wins anyway. Yeah, another one is going to be Miami. Oh, yeah, Miami's not going anywhere. They suck, so you don't have to worry about them for too long. And some other ones on here that we got. Are, is Utah State going to be a tournament team? That's one of the first ones on the list. Utah State and Tulsa were the first two on there. I don't know. I think we kind of started to fade away from Utah quickly. Don't know if they're going to be making the tournament. But they are 12 and 5 against the spread. So I'm sure we've bet against them on every single game they've lost. Probably so. So, <laughs> anyway, we just thought we're, we're going to keep track of, of some college basketball trends to bet on. Um, that's so far some teams that we would stay away from. Some teams to, that we like a lot that have been good to us. Moorhead State has been very good to us. Um, yeah, Moorhead State is in the top 20 against the spread. They're 15 and 6. We are very high on them. Cleveland State. Yes. Uh, has been good to us as well. I know they, they can screw you in some games where you've been riding them a lot, and then you try to put more on them, and that's the game that they lose. Yep. But overall, they are good against the spread. Yeah, so got some in the works um, on getting some guests, some college basketball cappers maybe to come on for conference tourney time. Um, and then we're going to do a big – betting episode we're trying to dip our toe in the nba which we've been decent at the last few days travis still hates it i think that's more predictable than college basketball in my opinion i hate the nba because people just they just decide when they want to play and when they don't want to play and when when that happens whenever a person can just like decide they want to sit an hour and a half before game time i've already put my bet in it just kind of ruins it for me. I yeah. I have not been able to get into the NBA for like three to four years. Probably because Blake Griffin plays for the fucking Pistons. Like that 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 doesn't help. That I mean, it's just so I don't know. They just don't. I feel like they just don't care as much. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's true. I hear you. I hear you. But anyway, we want to touch on that real quick. We are not uh, NHL cappers. We're gonna try to get an NHL capper on the show to hopefully. Let them lend an insight on how the fuck they pick games because we have no idea how the fuck that happens. Dude, that um, is, I swear, I I would be like, I would be undefeated in NHL if I didn't just get absolutely boned at the end of every single game. And that's exactly what happened. And there's no way that you can predict that. No, there's, there's literally no way. Like, I, I, I will bet on a game in the NHL and a team will be up two goals with 45 seconds left and they'll lose. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> I mean, that's how, just, that's how it goes for me. It's so volatile and, and, and crazy in the NHL. So, um, but again, guys, like I said, we got a fun episode. I do have two more things on here. Have you guys, have you, Travis, you've seen this TikTok trend of where you like get like the random ass logo on your head and you have to pick a, a team or a player from that team to form your NBA, NFL, MLB starting lineups. Yeah, where where's that filter at? I don't know. I'm gonna have to try to find it real quick. We're gonna do this uh, NFL TikTok trend right here live for you. Jared's got a team generator. I'm gonna go first. 
do QB, running back, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, tight end, offensive line, and defense. Uh, and that's going to be our team. Yes, so, sir. Jared, we're going to spin this. It's got to go in order. You can't just pick where they go. I agree. So QB's up first. We're spinning the wheel. Or actually make me pick. Make me pick. What do you mean, make you pick? Like I get to pick who goes where. All right, Indianapolis Colts is the first team. Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to take their offensive line. It's a good one. So we got the Colts offensive line. All right, I'm going to spin. I'm going to spin now. I like this noise. Miami Dolphins. Uh what is Are my you, option going to be yours? Yeah. So what? What I get? QB, running back, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, tight end, a line and defense. Dude, I'm gonna take Dolphins defense. I do not blame you. Yep. Dolphins All defense. Right, turn. Colts O line, Dolphins defense. Let's get it. Spin it again. Forty Niners. This is easy. The 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to take George old Greg Kittle. Yes, we do. So we got Kittle at tight end, Colts offensive line, Dolphins defense. Let's spin this thing again, see what we get. Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take Stefan Diggs as wide receiver one. All right, Stefan Diggs for Jarrett's wide receiver one. Go ahead and cue me up. Cue me up, coach. Tennessee Titans. Oh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I mean, our the team's shaping up pretty nice, man. <laughs> oh, are we? I thought we were doing separate teams. Oh, are we? I thought we were doing. <laughs> yeah, which honestly, you would have picked those two anyway. Let's do it all together. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. That's the whole point. We're the two drunk brothers team. I, I'm an idiot, so go ahead. Yeah. All right. So we got Derek Henry running back, George Kittle at tight end, Colts offensive line, and the Dolphins defense. All right, we got QB and wide receiver two. Arizona Cardinals, give me D-hop at, at wide receiver two. Yeah. All right. All coming down to this. We better yeah. get a good QB. Don't get a good QB. We're going to get fucked because this team's going to go to shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Man. Teddy Bridgewater just ruined, ruined it. We had such a, we had a, we had a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. <laughs> And then Teddy Bridgewater. I'd say so. What what's what what's the team? Rip it off again. Bridgewater, Derrick Henry, Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Kittle, Colts offensive line, and the Dolphins defense. All right. So let us know if you listen to this episode. Let us know. <laughs> respond on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you saw it at. What do you think our team would go? Please let us know. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. I think I think this team, I mean, Wild card. I had a great, I, I thought 12 and 4 up until our quarterback got drafted. We could probably have 20 other quarterbacks and this team would be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. 
Super Bowl winning team. But I'd say nine and seven. All right. Let's spin it one more time and see what option number two would have been. (laughs) Oh, man. Buffalo Bills. That's Super Bowl winner. (laughs) Josh Allen instead of Teddy Bridgewater, I'd say. Holy shit. So people do this on TikTok with like NFL. I've seen it with MLB teams. MLB is too long. Let's, let's, let's do the NBA one real quick. All right, let's do it. We're just going to give you point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. center. Doesn't, have to be in, doesn't have to be in order either. Yeah. Go ahead and give me one. Give me the team. Washington Wizards. Uh I, I mean, I guess I have to go with Russell Westbrook. What about Brad Beal? He's leading the league in fucking points per game right now. Is he? Yeah. Shooting guard? Yeah. All right, let's go with Brad Beal. Bradley Beal, shooting guard. All right. Let's do it. Spin it again. Oh, this one's easy. Denver Nuggets, give me give me Jokic at center. Yep. Nikola. <laughs> Nikola Jokic. All right, Charles, we'll see what you get here. Oof, tough one. Boston Celtics. Uh, I'm going to take Jason Tatum at small forward. Yeah, not a bad play. Not a bad play. All right, let's see what we get here. Wayne Garden, power forward left. We need a Lakers. Oof. I got the Suns. Can I put fucking Devin Booker, my point card? Yeah. Yeah, so. Absolutely. D-book, D-book at point guard. All right. Give me. Uh, give you Lakers. <laughs> give me give me Lakers or Pistons. Or Pelicans. There's a lot of teams. What do we got? Golden State. What is that, Draymond? Draymond or that Wiseman kid? He's a center, so I'm going to go, I guess, Draymond Green. Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Draymond Green, and Nikola Jokic. Honestly, not bad. Not a bad Not a bad squad. I don't think that's a that's a championship-winning team. I mean, it's a, it's a competing team for the championship, I would say. Mm-hmm. The weak links there are definitely... Draymond and Beal, even though Beal's balling out right now. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Jason Tatum's having a career year, even though their team sucks. Devin Booker's always great, and Jokic is having a career year as well. Well, hopefully Booker doesn't get the old Kardashian curse. Apparently, Kendall Jenner went public with him on Instagram for Valentine's Day. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh, put him in the cage. And guess who's the dumbass who, who bet his over in points tonight? Jarrett. Yeah. Locked up. They won't let him out. Just like Akon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, uh, it's been a fun episode. Although we have one more thing that I didn't have on the script that I wanted to surprise you with. What is it? We have not a Mount Rushmore in a while. We have not. So we've get, for those of you who are not in the Midwest, we've gotten a shitload of snow and just crappy ass weather over the last like week and a half, our wives and or fiancés, my wife, Travis's fiance, they're both teachers. They haven't been to work since last Monday. So since February and Carly got caught off, called off for yesterday. So when you guys hear this or tomorrow, they haven't been to work since February 8th. So a week and a half. So we got some really shitty weather. I want to do a Mount Rushmore of things on a snow day when you're a kid. Uh, things on a snow day. Yeah. Like things you do on a snow day when you're a kid. So like, I mean, outside of just regular sledding. Well, sledding, uh, sledding could be one of them. So sledding. Me. I, I remember we used to love like playing football in the snow all the time. Yeah. There's like one that was like so fun. Cause you just lay out dive is a hell of a time. Yeah. 
So Travis got sledding and playing football in the snow on his sledding is definitely on mine because when we're, where we grew up at, we always were like hunting and go find to go find the best sledding hill. So sledding's on mine. My second one is probably going to be when you're a kid and either the night before or the morning of waking up like in kids these days won't get this, which is kind of sad, but like waiting to see your school on the ticker on the bottom on the of, like, of the news. Yeah. Like, yeah, and if you, and if you like, news. if you looked away for like a half a second and you're in your school, or to come back around. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The thing pissed me, pissed me right off. And like, it was always your school. A lot of the times it was your school district, which where we went to school, our school district was never the name of our actual school. No. So as a kid, I'm always like, where the hell is our school at? All these other schools are getting called off. Why is not ours? And I would miss it and have to wait for it to come back around. Like we didn't get a phone call to let us know that school was canceled. So no. you just didn't see it or you showed up to school and saw that nobody else was there. <laughs> Seriously. So oh. to me, that's, that's all my, so like sledding and just like watching that news ticker to see if your school's your school's out. Okay. Mine, honestly, I, I want to say it's going to be to uh, sit inside all day and play video games, but not just video games. I remember uh, a lot of times we would have like Madden tournaments. Yep. Where we'd have a team draw out a bracket and everything, play Madden games. Best thing to do on a snow day. Yeah, absolutely. Video games is up there. So Travis got sledding, playing football in the snow, and also staying inside all day. So his, his are a bit contradictory. <laughs> um, mine, so like I said, sledding and watching the school on the ticker. Dude, honestly, like anything after your school came up, either, if it was the morning of or the night before, if not before, it would be better. But the morning of, just sleeping in. Like even though like you were excited to go out and play in the snow, sleeping in, even if it was just for like 30 to 45 minutes to an hour, Felt so much better on a snow day because you knew you didn't have to wake up and go to school. Like, I, I don't know why. Like, it almost felt like a like a Saturday or a Sunday, but in the middle of the fucking week. Yeah, I'll tell you what's not on my Mount Rushmore is uh, being an adult and waking up with your pipes frozen. That's uh, that's on the not, not, of, not Mount Rushmore things. That was my Monday morning this week. Yeah, that, and uh, we have a water main break where I live, so we have had zero water pressure since Sunday night, so that's fun. So when you're a kid, it's a lot more fun to get uh, snow days than it is when you're adult. Yeah, especially the whole work-from-home wow. life because there is no, there are no snow days. But other than that, I mean, I guess we need a fourth one here. I mean, I have a fourth one. Let's hear your fourth one. Let's see if it sways my fourth one. Mine's like super just like vanilla, but it's like just drinking like after you come inside after playing in the snow or sledding and drinking a nice warm cup of, of hot chocolate. Now as an adult, you want to do that with a little bit of Bailey's in it. But when you're a kid, there's nothing better than coming inside freezing fucking cold, taking your wet ass, cold ass clothes off putting them by the fireplace and going upstairs and drinking a, or wherever and drinking a, a cup of, uh, of hot cocoa. Yeah, that's a good one. I remember uh, like we would always come in and drink hot chocolate, but our dad, after he got in from uh, sledding and having us like pulling us behind like a side-by-side or four wheel or something, he would always, before we went out, set like five beers in the snow. <laughs> so that way when he got back, they were nice ice cold for him. So that's, yeah. That that's on the list too for an for adult snow days. Yeah, that's something that we'll have to keep putting your beer in the snow. Yeah, shoving the snow, and uh, that serves just as good as a fridge. But I thought that'd be kind of cool to talk about. We haven't done a Mount Rushmore in a while, and most of our listeners are in the Midwest and dealing with the shitty ass weather. But I mean, not even just Midwest; it's pretty much just like anything east of Kansas. Yeah, I mean, even the South is like you said, Travis said, like Mexico and like Texas is dealing with it and shit. So. It's legit. I mean, it's supposed to snow again tomorrow too. So um, about tired of it. That's all I got to say. Travis and I, with that being said, that's going to round up episode 111. It was a pretty, we will not, we will not be here next week because we are going, we're getting away from the snow. We're going to Florida next week. We are going to, we are going to Florida. Don't scream at us for traveling at a pandemic. It's for a bachelor party for two good friends of Travis's up to high school with that. I've fortunately been able to become friends with, um, post-grad life so we're going to florida next week we're, ta- we're taking the week off we thought we'd give you a fun episode again we're gonna have 
We scheduled out our content calendar pretty much until June today. We got a lot of cool stuff. We forget all, all the great stuff that we missed last year because of COVID and quarantine. We're going to get that for you this year. We're going to line up some guests. So we're going to get this shit popping and let's get it. Visit the link tree in bio, bet up, bet with Bavada, shop at Kong, shop at Blue Coolers. Have a fucking fantastic weekend. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.